0: Welcome to Break Bias. I'm your host, Brad Kramer. It's the 42nd episode, the Gabrielle Tarkini episode. I hope I'm saying that right. And this is a special one. Uh, we're finally doing another interview episode. I love doing these. Talking to my buddy Shaq, he's been on here multiple times before. And he actually came on on my very first episode, kind of previewing ahead of the uh, Bahrain testing. And it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to talk about drive to survive something that we talked about last year as well for season four now season five comes out this friday so really looking forward to that and also since launch season is officially over we decided we'd rank deliveries but it's a long chat so let's not waste any time and let's go straight in to my chat with shaq bring on Shaq. We've come full circle. Preseason last year to the to preseason this year, talking some uh, preview of the F1 season, some drive to survive. But first, we're going to talk some liveries. Uh, well, I guess, first of all, how are you doing, though?
1: <laughs> good, good. Yeah, crazy full circle one year. Congratulations. Yep. One full year in yeah, the biz. Not, I, th-
0: I think I started it in March, so we're almost there. We're almost, almost. a full year in, but Basically it's basically a full year I'm talking to you again that can be the the mark for every single year talking some drive to survive um, but yeah so I guess before we get into that I promise the listeners we talk about that for sure and uh, it's coming out on Friday um I'm really looking forward to it but have you seen all of the all of the liveries man
1: yeah, yeah Watched a couple car launches seen all the liveries some good ones some bad ones and yeah depends what, what, you, what consider. Did you watch i watched the mclaren one and the red bull uh and the ferrari
0: so you watched the red bull that must have been fun
1: <laughs> you know what said it was gonna start at uh what was that 11 o'clock or so did not start walk the dog came back and uh still still caught the start so yeah bit of a I delay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i heard nothing but great things about that launch for sure. It's, just um, it's just fantastic. <laughs> but how about we start with a team that barely even did a launch, and that's Haas. I think they literally just posted pictures on their Twitter. That was their season launch. Um, mm-hmm. So this livery, obviously MoneyGram's a title sponsor for them. Uh, I expected it to be very red and very white because of that, but they've embraced the black, uh, which kind of sets a, it's kind of set a precedent for what i don't know if a lot of us expected that we'd see is just a lot of black on the cars this year just because they're all trying to save weight um but what did you think of the Haas?
1: yeah no it's like you said like unexpected that everyone's going to black to save weight like who would have thought honestly but uh you know what it's, it's decent looking car i do like the more black in it but it just looks like a different car when you look at it from the back versus the front. Like, you know, it's got the white in the front and then it's more red and black in the back. So when you have like that cockpit view and then you get from the perspective, of the driver behind, like you might be thinking, Oh God. It's so you don't like or.
0: when it, yeah, you don't like when it has like i uh, have I've, I've noticed like the past Renaults and like, even the alpha Tauris. like sometimes it looks very white straight on, but then it'll be like really Navy from the side. You'd rather it kind of, you don't like that.
1: Yeah, no, I like the consistency, like, you know, like the, you know, you're behind a Mercedes, you know, you're behind a Ferrari, you know, it's just the different perspectives of the car, I think. And I don't know, just a bit different. Interesting, because
0: I I, I feel like if you're watching it from like a a spectator's point of view, you're not really ever going to see that like literally straight on angle. And if you do, maybe it's like a split second. So I Mm -hmm. feel like, I feel like when you're watching it, you're going to be able to like tell it's a Haas because it's just like one of the only cars that has kind of like a white, like halo, like kind of on the top. Um, But honest, honestly, I expected Haas to come out with the same. I'm glad they've moved on from their Russian flag era. That was pretty brutal. Um Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I expected it to be the same as last year, honestly. And they came out and surprised me with a ton of black in their car. I think the Haas when it's been black over the years that those have been their best liveries so even though they may not have you know wanted to go back to black for like a good looking reason i actually think they nailed it for kind of um for for the purpose of saving weight but also still having a nice looking car i would honestly probably i would i would grade has like a b plus something like that um but i don't know where, where would you kind of rank it in a no.
1: yeah no that's fair card, I, yeah. I guess BB plus is pretty fair looking at the other ones uh, okay. yeah, no, I don't, I don't hate it white black red can't go wrong
0: yeah so we're in agreement um, yeah I'd say they kicked off the, the launch season I mean not the actual launch part of it but the livery part of it pretty well I didn't think a lot of teams would change this year and right off the bat I was like whoa that's noticeably different Um, But then we go to a team that did not change a single thing. (laughs) I don't think they did. Maybe some sponsors and that's Red Bull. Um, I have to just go straight to you on this one. Talk about this launch and talk about the
1: livery. Don't fix what's broken. It's not broken. (laughs) You know, that's fair. It's it's classic, classic livery. Personally, I just love it. That navy blue, the red, the yellow. It's sick. But uh, no, what they did was wrong. They said they were doing the car launch. It was more of a sponsor launch, a Red Bull launch. Um, the exact same car, 100%. But honestly, for all the hate that it's getting, I didn't mind it only because of the driver interaction with the fans. You got to hear lots from Horner, Perez, Verstappen, and a ton from Daniel Ricardo, which all the fans wanted to hear. Um, I thought it was really good that they incorporated him in. To the launch and yeah no i honestly didn't hate it i wasn't expecting anything to see anything i didn't already know like i think if you truly knew red bull or seen their past like they weren't bringing out a new car this year and that's just facts maybe a different livery yeah. would have been cool but um yeah no i wasn't expecting a new car um but yeah they did they did a to, to the fans for sure
0: Okay, so there's a few things that you mentioned there that are good points. First of all, um, I guess about the livery, I'm in complete agreement with you. I said this on my podcast as well. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. said the exact words uh, for you. And I think um, if you are a brand new fan and you're coming in, you don't even know what the cars looked like ever. You're looking at all these and you're like, damn, that Red Bull one looks good. It's only Mm -hmm. disappointing because it's the same every year, but it is a fantastic livery. I completely agree with you. Um, but to the Daniel Ricardo stuff, I really want to ask you this. If you're Sergio Perez right now and you see them just absolutely peddling Ricardo, especially of course, cause they did it in New York and he has a huge following in the U S like, what are you thinking right now? Of them being just like, they're almost pushing him as like one of their almost bigger than max, like commercially right now.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'd be shaking. I'd be sweating. <laughs> nah, like Ricardo's the, you know, he's probably everyone's fan favorite in the sport just five is absolutely just bolstered at the guy's uh personality and everything but yeah no he's the media guy and that's what red bull brought him in to do they weren't bringing him in to be the second driver you know like yeah that could happen to Perez if things don't give a shit
0: about how you actually drive just like be a good guy
1: yeah just be Be a good guy smile (laughs) show up to a couple races be in our commercials whatever you know like definitely uh
0: gonna gain some fans
1: for sure, yeah, but yeah, no. If things do go south for Perez, it's uh, it's honestly a really good strategy by Red Bull to have a guy like that, experienced driver, knocking on the doorstep, ready to go.
0: I wanted Mercedes to bring Daniel in. I thought that would have been just awesome, but I think it makes a lot of sense if he was willing to go back to go back there because he knows if there's any team that he's going to be able to perform well with, it is Red Bull. So I I don't. Like, yeah, I, I get why he went back there, and I do think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but in terms of everyone hating on the launch, I also think Red Bull is just a team that people love to hate on as well, especially when they're winning. Um, so it's not a surprise. I think also a thing that I mentioned on, a, on, an, ep- on an earlier episode that kind of um, took some of the excitement out of their launch is that people knew about the Red Bull Ford stuff before the launch even happened. And that would have mm-hmm. been like one of the big announcements at the launch, but everyone already knew, so that yeah. was kind of an issue for them as well. Um, but what do you say we move on to Williams?
1: For sure. Do you want to give that one a grade? Or I guess? Oh, we'll Red see Bull. To, like, yeah, we'll, we'll grade everyone.
0: I guess we'll grade everyone. This one's kind of hard to grade though, because That's are we grading yeah. it objectively, like, or are we saying like based off of like well, let's, last year let's to this year? grade
1: the. Uh the Ford partnership. What do you think of that?
0: Um, it's, I still don't know like the full details. Like it's just, it's kind of confusing right now. It's like, is it closer to, um, just like giving them their naming rights or is Ford like really going to be building these engines? I don't know. It's kind of tough. Like I think if Ford came back and actually like was, you know, legitimately in the sport building engines, that would be super cool. Um, but, you know, Red Bull's already been working on Red Bull powertrains, and I feel like is just like, you know what? This is a team that's like doing well in America. Um, they're obviously doing well in F1 as well. It's just like it, this would be a great time to just like slap our name on
1: this. Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't know. I, I, it's I hard need to, to hear right more now. details
1: for sure. Um, I'm just gonna give them an but, a day because you know, Unreal every. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see.
0: I, I'll I'll taking in everything. Their launch was horrendous. Their livery is fantastic, but it's the same. Um, And just, I feel like it was still kind of disappointing, but it's still a good livery, so I'll give it a B-. That's that's what I'm going with. They don't deserve a C, but I think that's about as good as I can give them. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, all right. So, Williams. Um, This is another one that was pretty similar to last year. Um, I guess first of all, what did you think of last year's? Because that was a huge difference from what we've kind of seen from Williams.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love that like electric blue look on the car. Um, and one thing that just really came out to me was the brilliance of the sponsorship with Duracell this year going yeah, on that. that, that everyone's oh talking God. about
0: that. Yeah, it's it's awesome,
1: <laughs> it's the coolest sponsor on any F1 car right now. It's it's brilliant, but. You're, pro- you're probably
0: right, to be honest. I can't think of, like, a sponsor that stands out as much as they do. Uh, actually, you know what? What about the Google Chrome, Chrome wheels, wheels yeah. on the on the McLaren? Those are pretty sweet. I do think yeah. it maybe makes the livery look a bit busy because it's, mm-hmm. like, it's already kind of a busy livery. And then they add, like, literally, like, a multicolored wheel. So, I don't know. But it is still, like, just a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I would probably just give it to the Williams in terms of uh, the Duracell battery. That probably is the cool, like, coolest-looking sponsor. Um, but I think this is a car, last year at least, that looked better in the renders than it did on the track. Did you feel watching it on the track last year, like the Williams really popped? Like even like the different colors of blue?
1: No, and if if I remember correctly, that last year's launch, like it looked very similar to something like this. I was like, okay, Williams, like maybe they're gonna make they're gonna make a a step this year. Like it was just it actually got me like excited at the start of the year. I was I was happy for them. But then yeah, no, their car kind of looked like shit halfway through or at the start of the year. Like it, it felt like they just took started taking all the paint off and it looked like there's well, barely they did. any Yeah, there's no color on the car at all. And I was it was very confusing and they were just trying to get some kind of like take some weight yeah, off somehow, but like yeah no, like i
0: scary. i was making fun of williams last year for doing this i was like i think it says a lot about um like your development when the way to get faster for you is taking off paint like not like aerodynamically or anything but honestly i kind of look stupid now because then all the other teams are doing that as well so <laughs> yeah so i guess williams isn't so dumb but uh yeah if you saw pictures of the williams at Abu Dhabi last year like it didn't even look like what it looked like at the start. Like they had so much pain off of it. Um, But I just felt like it looks great in a picture when you're able to like analyze the colors, but when that thing's driving fast, it's just like a blue blob of colors. You can't really tell that like, Mm -hmm. Oh, there's light blue here and dark blue here. And so I think that it is important. and, And this has been said by a bunch of people that Williams should stick with a type of color scheme, at least because they were like white and black forever. And then they had that like toothpaste livery and Mm -hmm. just, they've had some bad ones as well. They had the blue and the yellow. And like, now it seems like they're finally going to stick to this light blue and dark blue kind of triangular scheme just to give themselves an identity. And I think that is pretty important for, you know, kind of a dying team in F1. Um, I'm curious though. I have Williams finishing last again this year. Would you have them finishing last?
1: Yeah, I don't see how they can make another step this year with other teams progressing. Yeah, with, especially with the young the... driver.
0: Rookie driver, yeah. new team principal, new uh, chief technical officer as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how they're going to be able to make a step this year. No, Maybe it if they're like... I if they like partner with some big money for like 2026. Like I almost think they already have to be looking ahead to those regulations. Cause I just looking think ahead gonna, or water
1: here, potentially putting a bit up to sell. Yeah. There's a lot of people interested. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't see much progress going on. It, it's yeah, it's dying for sure.
0: Okay. Well, I was, I was curious what you're going to say there. So we're in agreement on that, but what about delivery? it's there's really not much difference from last year um i i guess the sponsor is a bit of an upgrade um Mm -hmm. so taking all that into consideration
1: what do you think nothing really like like it stands out i guess as like one of the only blue cars on the grid other than alpine but other than that doesn't really if it looks like this i'll give it a b plus um it looks shittier than this then it might be down in the seas.
0: That's fair. Uh, for right now, I kind of feel the same about it as I do Red Bull, where it's, it's the same, but I'm happy about certain things and I'm happy that they're sticking with it. Um, but in no way am I excited about delivery, um, besides, I guess, the, the bonus point that they get for a cool sponsorship uh, implementation. Uh, so I'm also just going to give them a B minus. I don't feel right giving them a C plus or even anything in the C's because I don't think it's trash. Um, but yeah, a B, I don't even think they've earned a B. So yeah, B minus. So Alfa Romeo, this is a team every single year that I am so excited to see what they come up with for a livery. They've killed it over the years. Last year's, they were probably my number one. After just seeing the launch, you know, all the cars do look different when, once they hit the track. Um, but just after launch season, Alpha was my favorite. Um, and this year, I was not expecting to see the black on that car. And I think this is when it really hit me. Okay, this might be a trend. Because um, when Haas did it, I just thought, oh, they've been black before. It's no big deal. But when Alpha completely takes out all the white that they had in their car from last year and makes it black, I was like, oh, shit. Like this is actually a thing uh so i think this looks like a ferrari i don't know about you i i like it it looks really cool but i don't like that it looks like a ferrari and also the steak it's it's kind of a funny a funny brand to have as a a title sponsor (laughs) because you know like drake loves to bet on steak and stuff but um i don't know if like i really love it as like a look of a sponsor on the car but what do you what do you think
1: Honestly, man, like when this, when I saw this launch, I, I love this livery. I think it looks so sick. The red and the black, the red calibers on the wheels, like, oh my God. It honestly just looks, they did a really, really good job. And I love that they didn't add the green in uh, for the Clover that they typically do. Um, But yeah, no, a lot of similarities with Ferrari. Um, I also love that they came out with the car and actually, put the improvements and the upgrades onto their renderings that a lot of other companies didn't. Um, just shows that obviously it's not everything, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see what they can do. Bought us. Guy's an animal. I think he's still going to succeed there, and it'll be interesting what uh, Joe can do this year and that. But yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Well, I think that's interesting because when you were talking about the Haas and just being able to, you know, pick out which car is which on the track, I just think that if you see Bottas pass signs this year, who, that's probably not going to happen, let's be honest, but, like, I feel like you're going to be like, wait, who the hell is, is who right now? Like, I thoroughly I really think that, like, the Alfa Romeo looks so much like a Ferrari, and Ferrari even has black on their side pod and, like, black on their, on, like, the back of their car. Like, Alpha is basically a Ferrari right now.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. No, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I personally, if you just take it on a standalone, it is it looks really nice. But they're stealing from a team that like historically has the best liveries because everyone loves their red car. And before we get into it, I do love the Ferrari livery this year. But I don't know. I just think it's weird seeing them. I guess it's not their fault because they're just trying to weight save like everyone else. But it looks weirdly like a Ferrari to me and I don't exactly love that. Um, But you're talking about kind of the team's performance as well. And I don't know if you know this, but I have Alfa Romeo ninth this year. I have them only beating Williams. Or no, sorry, I don't. I have them 8th. I have Alfa Tari in ninth, which we'll get into in a second. Um, Sorry, I have Alfa Romeo in 8th, but Either way, that is quite a significant step down from last year. And it's basically just because I think they probably had the worst development out of anyone last year. Considering how well they started and they had less points than Williams in the second half of the season, um, not exactly going to give me a lot of confidence in you. Um, not to mention that they're kind of already becoming outie. So I don't really know True. if they're going to be like, be like yes we have to win in these regulations i feel like it's kind of about 2026 20, for them now so yeah but let's grade delivery so you love it um i'm assuming somewhere in the a's i gotta give that an a minus a minus a-. okay a-. i thought but- i was thinking you're maybe gonna go a a plus um it's I not perfect not. but
1: it's it's really good
0: okay i think that i'm gonna give them a b I've kind of I've, put, I've literally done everyone in the bees so far. Um, I like it better than Red Bull and Williams because they kind of were bold with it. Um, but I like the Hass better. I like what they did to to weight save and it's, it just feels a bit more bold to me. I guess I don't know. I just I just hate that it looks like a Ferrari. So that's just going to hold it back for me. Fair enough. All right, <laughs> Alphatauri. Now you told me you did not like the red on this one
1: correct honestly i like i've just never been a huge fan of the alphatari colors in general like it's just like a like a weird i don't even know what you like, what do you even call that blue like it's a navy blue isn't it yeah but it's not like the red bull navy blue you know it's a little bit a little bit lighter and then they have okay. the white and then i just don't know the red just looks completely off and then they have this flexo sponsor on it with orange in it yeah that i don't like there's just too much going on, and yeah, I don't know. Not, not a fan so
0: think, far. I think Tari is the most controversial livery of the ten, um, by far, honestly, probably. Uh, but I don't know why. I just kind of like that they went for something, and. I know that some people hate it. And from the side angle, the fact that there's only red, like, on the side, I think that doesn't look great. But from the front, and I know people also hate the white nose and then how, like, the rest of the car is kind of just how it usually looks. I actually like the white nose. I am in the minority there. I think the white nose kind of just gives it an interesting look when you kind of compare it to the rest of the grid. And the way the red is implemented from the front, I actually kind of like it. But the side angle is kind of shit. Um, Alphatari and Red Bull do something pretty cool with their engine covers, how their logo is like massive on it. They, they both have that. And I do think that is what makes the Red Bull car look so cool. And I think Alphatari does it kind of in the same way. Um, so I've always liked that. But I usually tend to not like Alphatari liveries. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, damn, they like actually changed it up. Like, that's kind of cool. So I think you might be surprised how I grade this one.
1: Okay. I just want to say one thing quick about it. Uh, You're Elf Tauri, you know, you're, you're a fashion brand. If I'm them, like, I just don't see why they don't try and do something a little bit different. And I don't know, just for me, it just looks like too many things are clashing and if you're if you're a fashion designer company it just doesn't doesn't stand out it doesn't seem doesn't scream like unique or stylish or anything like that so i don't know if i were them i'd be i'd be going more that route
0: i think that is a fair point if if they literally are a clothing brand they should have the best livery every year or at least up exactly there. yeah like aesthetically their cars should look fantastic and it doesn't so I think that is a fantastic point. Um, but I guess since we're on the topic of AlphaTauri and we were kind of talking about how I have them 9th uh, this year, I wasn't impressed by them last year at all. Um, I think they have the worst driver lineup on the grid. That's why I have them
1: ninth. What about you? I also have them down there pretty low. I would go uh, yeah, Williams, number 10. AlphaTauri, 8 or 9. Um, I do agree that I think they do have one of the worst driver lineups. Um, but it's going to be a better car than the Williams. And we'll be shocked about my next one, but, uh, I, I have a uh, McLaren as number eight. If I, if I had alpha tower nine,
0: falling that far, you're uh, wild. We man. But we'll, we'll you're get wild, to that when we go next, but, okay, uh, over delivery,
1: okay. I will, I don't know. Again, like I, Nothing about it I really like. I'll give it a C+. That's still pretty high. <laughs> the way you were talking about it, I was like, I thought you were going to be like,
0: put this thing in the bin, give it an F or something. Uh, uh, okay, with so C+. We'll see. Um, I'm also going to rank this a B plus with Haas. I, I have to get out of the Bs somehow. I, I have to talk about someone's in a nicer or a shittier way, because I just feel like so far, I like I can't. I can't give any of these cars an A, but I don't hate any of them either. So, but I'm going to give it a B plus and I feel like that's going to be very controversial, but it is what it is. I guess these things are all uh, subjective, right? So now let's mm-hmm. let's go to Aston Martin, uh, a team that I've been hyping up very hard this, this preseason. Um, their livery came out and it's like a different shade of green and that's about it. It's, it's the last year their car was last <laughs> true. Last year their car was uh was matte. This year it's metallic. I noticed that. Um, and I don't see much black on their car. They didn't do the weight saving thing, it seems like, uh, that everyone else did. Um, but first of all, just because there's not a whole lot to talk about here, livery wise, we will get into that. But are you excited for Aston Martin this year?
1: This year. You know, I'm, I'm just excited about Aston Martin in general within like the next five years. I think they're going to be one of the top teams. I, I agree with, I'm, I'm all on Lawrence Stroll's objectives. Nice. You know, he's, he's, he's going to the enough. top. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's dumping so much money into this team. They have all the new facilities. The car, honestly, it's one of, I think it's, if not the nicest car on the grid, looking wise. The livery is so nice. Um, it's iconic. Um, if I were to give it a grade, it's got to be an A or an A plus. Like it is just so nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do this year to see if they can make that next step. And if they can, it's, it's super, super bright future for the team.
0: I'm with you. Um, and when you have McLaren down in eighth, it almost makes me want to change what I said, because I have acid Martin in sixth. but I think they're going to be challenging kind of be going to be biting at the heels of McLaren. And I think Alpine's going to, take a bit of a step up and separate themselves from McLaren a little bit. I don't see that big of a fall for McLaren, but geez. Yeah. I, I still think they're going to be a decent midfield team, but maybe Aston Martin can make that jump and, and get up to fifth. That would be pretty incredible. Um, but in terms of the livery, uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Last year, it was one of the boldest ones out there and it looked amazing people loved it and this year they've kind of gone for the same i think they recognize that people liked it and they're probably going to be like you said trying to build that into like an iconic look uh so yeah how about i give it an a minus i'll I'll get out of the b's finally um i didn't love it as much as everyone else did last year like people were like holy shit like losing their mind when they saw it (laughs) and i was like it's nice but i liked the alfa romeo and the ferrari better last year to be honest um but then maybe I just like red and black. I don't know. Uh, All right. So AA plus for you. Yeah. I got to give it an A for sure. Okay. Right on. So now I'm just like,
1: yeah, sorry. Yeah. Let's go. No,
0: no. If if you still have more to say about Aston Martin,
1: I was going to say, I think they have one of the best sponsors in the game too. They just look so clean, so prestige, like Boss, Peroni, you know. I just think they're up there with sponsors as well, and they look so well, nice. Of course,
0: of course, Lawrence is going to have the bougie sponsors, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get all his clothing brands on there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we'll we'll move on to McLaren now. I think this has to be the busiest livery on the grid. For sure. There's so much going on. Um, so I get when people kind of hate on it from that standpoint, but I think it's kind of cool. I think it pops. I like the blue. I know people hate the blue, but I think the blue is kind of, again, what separates it from a grid that has kind of some bland liveries on it, like altogether. Uh, so I've always liked it more than other people. When I saw it last year, I was like, holy shit. Like this thing is cool wasn't my favorite, but I was like, I just love that they went for something. I didn't like what they had in 2021. They're just blue and orange. I thought it kind of looked like shit. So Mm -hmm. just doing something different, I kind of liked that for McLaren. I thought that they might make a pretty big change this year, and they didn't. So that did surprise me. Um, But what do you think of this livery? What did you think of it last year?
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. Like, I... (laughs) I like they're doing something different. They're really standing out on the grid. Um, It goes with their whole initiative. They have all the tech sponsors um, really striving for like the future. And it just like the whole livery and all that kind of just blends all that together. And it it really works well with each other. Um, So, yeah, I don't really hate it at all. It is very busy for sure. Um, We'll see. uh, Hopefully they do some cool uh, other liveries this year. Like they did, what was it, in Abu Dhabi? Yep. they do one last year yeah, think the, yeah 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 hopefully do some more of that um yeah no stands out screams mclaren nothing wrong with it
0: speaking of which that reminds me so i talked about this when i was talking about the red bull uh livery like competition that they're doing um i think every team should do a one-off livery
1: every year i agree i think it should be i don't know why they wouldn't that you have to do that
0: yeah like honestly but like does it not kind of in a weird way it's kind of stupid because all it is is some paint on a car but like does do you not want to see the car do better that weekend like are you not like more of like a fan of that team just because they're in a cooler looking car that weekend 100
1: yeah no it creates like, excitement around the team it just shows somewhat like i don't know it makes the grid pop more yeah no it, i think it'd be awesome if formula one made that uh regulation that each team has to do it once a year
0: like the uh the McLaren golf livery in Monaco, like, I'm not a McLaren fan. And I was like, dude, like, let's go, Ricardo. Like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want to see him win now. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah um, And and I, I know people also were critical of, I think it was Williams. They made like an American flag, like show livery last year at Coda, And then they didn't mm-hmm. actually use it. Like, yeah, I remember way. that. It's like, yeah, yeah. it like, why didn't you just race it that? Like, everyone would love yeah. that. Uh, so I don't know why the teams don't do it more often, but because I feel like it's just an easy, like a really easy way to just generate fan excitement. Um, but yeah, let, let's just move on for McLaren. I don't know why you have them in eighth, but we don't need to get into it. You're just crazy. Um, what do you, what do you grade this? What do you grade this car?
1: Uh, I'll give it a solid like B plus.
0: Okay. B plus. Um, I can't rate it as high as the Haas. Um, I- I'll give it a B on par with Alfa Romeo. All right. Um, so I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this next car, the Ferrari launch, everyone was raving about it. This car's sexy, right? This is going to be 100%. an A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this car is sexy. And I almost would rather talk to you about where do you think Ferrari is going to be this year? We know this livery is sexy. We don't even need to talk about it.
1: For sure, yeah. No livery, a launch, a they did everything perfect. That's like that's how a car launch should be. Uh, they nailed it on the head. Yeah. Where this team will be, I don't know. I think like they obviously made improvements to the car that they did last year. With we'll see where Mercedes is at. Um, I still have Red Bull um, being number one. Um, This is either it's tough. they're so mysterious, right? I know. I if I honestly were to predict it, I would say Ferrari. If Mercedes can't get anything done, it's going to be another blowout year by Red Bull. Um, I think last year was kind of a fluke for um, Ferrari at the start of the year, with all the expectations and the hope and the unbelievable start. I honestly think that was very fake. Red Bull is having their problems, um, but in terms of strategy and the drivers they were on, they were just on pace to win, you know, like they were, they were doing everything they could. And Ferrari just had so many variables in place that made them slip away. And I think it was just false hope for the team. Um, So yeah, I, I truly believe they're going to be second and maybe even third if Mercedes can step up, but I I don't see them pushing that next step and winning the championship this year.
0: Wow. Spoken like a true Red Bull fan. Another blow year. That's that's interesting because um, I I have Ferrari in third. Maybe that's spoken like a true Mercedes fan, um, <laughs> but I don't think they're like going to be far off. I actually think that this year will be a three-team title fight. Now I do have Max winning the drivers' title. I will say that, but in terms of the constructors. I don't have Red Bull. I have Mercedes winning the constructors, based off of the fact that they have two phenomenal drivers and Red Bull only has one. Yeah, I think the sec- I the think at same- the beginning of the year, people are going to be like, "Oh shit!" Like it's going to be another Red Bull year. But by the second half, I think I think Red Bull is going to be the same car, and Mercedes and Ferrari probably as well are going to make big steps, and. I think they're going to tighten that. It'll be tight. Like, I don't think it's going to be like an easy constructors win by any means. But I think by the end of the season, Mercedes is just going to have more points because their drivers performed well every weekend. And Paris is going to let them down. And I think Red Bull is going to have to take a look at their driver lineup. Now, do I think they're going to make a change? We'll see. I made a silly season prediction from my my last episode. And I made a wild one for Red Bull just to have some fun with it. I do think it's probably likely that they just stick with Paris, but I had Oscar Piastri moving to Red Bull.
1: Interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. That was probably like my craziest prediction, and I was like, "Eh, that's probably not going to happen, but you always have to expect (laughs) the unexpected with silly season, right?
1: Yeah. The only way I don't see that happening is if you look at where Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes were last year, Mercedes is so far behind, and yes, they started making strides near the end of the year, but you can't just – there's such a big gap, and over the off season, you can't just close that gap like that. Red Bull is clearly ahead, and now they have an offseason. Who cares about the 10% in the air tunnel or the wind tunnel? That's not going to affect them. Who cares? They're like, they will advance. Their car will get Red, better. Red Bull says think it's half a second. Take the paint <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Mercedes is going to start on the back foot this year. Looking at their car launch, we'll get to it next. But there was not a lot of optimism from the team. And I know you can just say, oh, Mercedes does that every year. They try and fool us. But last year, it was clearly the they were in trouble. And I just think they have a long way to catch up. I believe maybe in 2024, maybe they can make that leap. But I just don't see them doing that much progress in, what was that, four months. So... Maybe they'll be closer at the end of the year, but I, I personally just don't see that happening.
0: Well, I think I think we can just talk about Mercedes. We've, we, I'm giving Ferrari an A. You're giving Ferrari an A or A plus. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Well, there we go. So we can just get straight into the Mercedes stuff. I think that there's one thing you say that I really agree with, and it's it's a fair point. And there's another thing that I think you're kind of underestimating. Now, I think it's fair to say that. Mercedes is jumping the gun like or sorry I'm jumping the gun by saying Mercedes is going to win the constructors and uh, like a lot of the other fans that are hyping them up I get that Um, the only reason that I just maybe have a bit more optimism is that they knew last winter exactly where they went wrong with the car and they're going to fix that they had strengths last year that not even Red Bull had in, in their car and they're probably going to be able to keep those strengths by by and also minimize the massive weaknesses that they had last year. Now I think that there is going to be a catch up period at the beginning, but I think Mercedes will be there. And I could definitely see even with Red Bull having a faster car, the Mercedes drivers finishing ahead of Paris and taking points away from Red Bull's constructor's tally. Now are they going to be able to catch Max? Probably not, because Max is a, an animal. But I I, I think you're also underestimating the cost cap thing and losing the, the, the wind tunnel time. In 2024, it's going to hurt them. In the second half of 2023, it is going to make a dent, at least. So I can't imagine Red Bull's development is just going to – they're not going to extend the gap. At best, they maintain it. Do you agree with that?
1: I think they can extend it. I think at some part of at some part in the season, yes, that gap is going to either other teams will catch up to it, surpass it. But I don't know. Mercedes at the same time, like they're going with the zero pod philosophy and well, zero point five now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a side pod there still, but. Um, anyways, they've, they've, there's been reports talking about that they're not even completely sold on that yet. That they might still introduce the full side pod effect, and I know that's not where all the performance comes from the car. It's all underneath. But if they don't even know something as serious as a, like the side pods of a car, where you basically have three philosophies right now, there's Red Bulls and Ferraris. Um, I don't know. I just it would be absolutely incredible and insane if they make that big of a step to go from where they were last year to winning the constructors this year.
0: But I think if any team can do it, it's the silver arrows, baby. It could, it could be. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Now let's talk about delivery. I like, yeah, this has got to be up there. I love the black. Mercedes my look. I, I'm yeah, biased. It's, it's my favorite, man. I love how they went with like the Aston Martin, like, uh, aqua yep. line down the side looks so nice um yeah no they, they killed it
0: and i think that's the best part about it is that they weren't even trying to kill it like they just were like you know what we're going to black we're, we're saving weight and then everyone was like yeah it's black Mercedes <laughs> is back. Like, yeah. like it's it's so funny but uh yeah i absolutely love that they went back to black it's like also that. just a part of, because of when I joined the sport, I didn't watch in 2019. So I wasn't around for like the, the, the dominant silver Mercedes. I've been there for the whole black era and I was excited that they went to silver, but then they were trash. So I'm like, go
1: back to black. Yeah. I give it an a plus cause they're my team. Yeah. I'll give it an A. It looks so threatening. Um, yeah honestly just looks like darth vader out there just coming at you you know (laughs) looks so sick
0: yeah don't want to see that thing in your wing mirrors that's for sure um all right so let's move on to this last team the blue and the pink the alpine they added some black like a lot of other teams did uh i didn't like this last year i know some people were like oh this is cool they did something different, but I loved the 2021 Alpine. That was just blue, red, and uh, and white, and black, kind of, I guess, but mostly blue and red. I thought that car was cool, and the BWT sponsorship just kind of ruined it for me. I, I don't think the blue and pink goes together well at all, and to see that they went stuck with the same thing this year was just, like, a big thumbs down for me, um, so they're probably my least favorite. Uh, yeah. I do actually like the all pink livery though i know that kind of maybe contradicts what i say but like what they started with at the beginning of the season last year and what they're doing again with like the all pink i think it looks cool i wish they would just do that all the time the blue sucks
1: i agree with you honestly the, the pink looks nice looks yeah it fits the team um at the same time I again, think like pops. yeah, A yeah pink car
0: on this grid is like holy shit oh yeah that no, um, looks
1: unbelievable the one thing that I don't like, like like you said, back to the the blue, white, and red is like, that is France's team, you know? And now that they have two French drivers, like it was just like, it was, they're developing an icon, an image, and everything. And this seems to be fading away from that a little bit with the sponsorship. Um, yeah, it doesn't drive me crazy. It's just, yeah, either all pink or nothing for me.
0: Fair enough. Well, I think we got a lot of drive to survive to talk about still. So let's just grade this and move on. Uh, it's my least favorite, so I got to go on the C's, and I'm gonna go actually pretty low with a C minus.
1: C minus. Yeah, it's probably my second least favorite. And I gave, what did I give Alpha C plus. Ah. I'll go C plus, I guess too.
0: All right. I think I think you made a mistake with that Alpha tire ranking. You're shitting on it, and then you gave it like a, a decent. That's what I strive for in school, man. And you're gonna you're gonna give him a C plus. Uh, okay, so <laughs> drive to survive. This is this is what we came here for, and we spent 44 minutes talking about deliveries. Um, so let's get right into this. You saw the episode titles that F1 posted on their Instagram, right? So Correct. first of all, I'd just like to preface before we get into this just say that we had an idea of talking about what the episode titles for Draft to Survive should be this season and then as we're preparing those F1 just comes out and drops the actual episode titles we're like okay scratch that idea so instead we'll go through the episode titles and talk about maybe what we think is going to be in these episodes starting with The New Dawn. I personally think this is going to be a lot about just talking about the new regulations, letting everyone, the casual fans, know that like this is a brand new, like starting from scratch type of thing. And then just based off of you know the picture that they used on Instagram as well, I think this is probably going to be like a "is this Ferrari's year" type of thing as well, just because of how well they did at the start?
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, the picture going into the regulations. I mean, even watching the trailer, they talk about that. Um, and then yeah. Just all the hype around Ferrari. I just remember at season launch last year, seeing that car, seeing the side pods. Everyone was so hyped at Ferrari, like we're back, yeah. we're back, and then winning yeah. the, getting the one-two at the first race. So, yeah, it's going to be an all Ferrari episode, and maybe even a little bit of a collapse of Red Bull.
0: Yeah, the and win was was pretty epic. Uh, even though yeah. their main competitor just like completely fell out. What's up, doggy? <laughs> she just just went through the back um but (laughs) yeah no I think I think they're probably just going to be hyping up Ferrari and talking new regs um seems like a bit of a slam dunk prediction to me um so let's go episode two bounce back back. the picture is of total wolf so I think this is going to be about Mercedes
1: for sure yeah I think that's better Safe bet, yeah. Bounce back, scene Mercedes,
0: probably a little flashback to uh, Toto being like, "Everyone needs to look out for us next year." <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> and the going, like, back. my team, my team doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty cocky coming into the new regs and
1: yeah. he certainly
0: slapped them in the face pretty early on. Um, did you hear about uh, that? They had footage like of in Canada of Christian telling Toto to like fix his car when they were talking about like the purposing rules and shit
1: no I didn't that's you gonna didn't be that. though
0: no. yeah that's a rumor that it's gonna be in it of like them like going at it and basically them ending, Christian ending the argument with being like how about you just fix your car
1: <laughs> man I gotta <laughs> see that they gotta add that
0: Yeah. so I don't know if it'll be in that episode because it sounds like it's gonna be very Mercedes centric but if it is, that's cool. If it's in another one, I guess we'll see. Um, but another one, the third episode, that again seems like it's a pretty slam dunk of what it's going to be. Like father, like son. What do you think that's about?
1: Yeah, Mick Schumacher for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be it would be so sick if they could show some old uh, Michael Schumacher footage and sort of his journey, just like a little bit of a flashback kind of thing. Um, yeah. Obviously... Modern day Schumacher will not be in it. Uh, I don't think anyone's yeah. taken a picture or seen him for years now, but no. Um, yeah, no. It'll, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good, heartwarming, you know, just good episode. See Mick. Um, maybe see some of Mick's troubles too. Um, or maybe we'll just focus on the resemblance and how Mick got there. But yeah, should be a good one.
0: What I th- like, obviously, Drive to Survive bounces around a ton. Um, but I think it's quite interesting that we think that, you know, the new dawn is going to be about the beginning of the season. Bounce Back is Mercedes issues, mostly at the beginning of the season. And then we're already talking about Mick Schumacher. And you just know if an episode is dedicated to Mick, it's probably going to mention the fact that he was dropped. And that's more like end of the season stuff. And if you look at the title of episode four, it's Matter of Principle. And I think this is obviously going to probably mention Ferrari's hype train just absolutely dying. But I almost think that it might even just skip all the way to the end of the season when we learned of all these team
1: principle moves. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, It'd be really interesting to see with that episode just the Bonato uh failures and some of the strategy calls just being like a fly on a long ferrari because like for ferrari fans seeing last year was just so frustrating um to have two a-list drivers on your team and just things to just fall apart and you have the car um so just to see where things really went wrong would be super interesting and also see Bonato's fate come to an in
0: i agree i think netflix just had to be hounding ferrari at that point of the season because it it will just make for great content. Uh, they probably didn't want to talk to Netflix at certain points, but uh, you know they're pretty sneaky. Will just be like be hiding behind like a tree or something with like a boom mic, <laughs> 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 popping it above Bonato's head. And he doesn't even know. Got you, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably going to be a bit of that, just like hiding, trying to get like sneaky footage of Ferrari. Um, but I think that's. Just I don't know based on these titles where else they would be talking about this Ferrari stuff and they cannot leave that out.
1: Great. I
0: think I'm in agreement with you. like, that's one of the main things that I want to see from this year's drive to survive. Um, but the next one, hot seat. Now this one is a bit more ambiguous where it's not, it's not obvious at all what they're going to be talking about. Um, but I'm thinking the silly season was just so crazy this year that, it's probably going to be a lot of that. What do you think? Do you have any other ideas? Um,
1: who's on the cover of this? Is it not Perez for the picture?
0: Yeah, it is a picture of
1: Perez. Yep. So going off that, I could see it going maybe to his Monaco win and then starting that whole drama. Uh, this is going to be like a Red Bull focused episode with Perez. Oh, okay. Um, struggling at the start of the year. Um, trying to get his mojo back, winning Monaco, and then winning Monaco really kind of pushed them for more success throughout the year. But also create a lot of drama between him and Verstappen uh, going back to Brazil, and
0: mm, I didn't also
1: think of that. maybe potentially even going into Red Bull's cost cap situation uh, if it's a Red Bull focused episode. So that'd be really, really interesting to see. Um, I honestly, I would love to see the Verstappen-Perez kind of controversy behind the scenes and all that, but I honestly don't think we're going to see that, just with Red Bull has amazing publicity team, and they're trying to make Max look good this year because he's finally on it, and I just don't see him absolutely shitting on him, but I think it'll be a good episode just seeing some of that behind the scenes footage of Perez and the team.
0: That's interesting because I I didn't think that they would be talking about it in that episode because the ninth episode is titled Over the Limit. And I thought that was so obvious that that's going to be when they talk Uh, about budget stuff. (laughs)
1: True. (laughs) Forgot about that.
0: Over the Limit, like literally over the limit. Um, Maybe just more Perez in the hot seat Yeah. It still could definitely be. And I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, I just thought since that was like near the end of the season that they're going to be like Max went over the limit too or something I don't know but right we'll see the I that good, I could,
1: they don't do anything chronologically
0: yeah no absolutely and that's kind of the thing that you have to remember um, because I think this next one part of my French pretty clearly it's going to be about Alpine but what about Alpine there was quite a few controversies with this team this year. Um, I think there might go into some Piastri stuff, but I thought that maybe would be in the hot seat episode where I think part of my French might just be like the team, like the driver drama. Like if you mm-hmm. go back to Jeddah, where Ocon and Alonso were like, literally just like scrapping with each other. And then by the end of the season, how they basically just like were hating on each other to the media. I thought that's probably the angle that they would take on it. What do you think, though? Do you think they'll mention some Piastri stuff in this, too?
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a fair point. I think the Piastri stuff could be in that hot seat stuff as well. Um, definitely going to be a Fernando Alonso episode uh, and Esteban Ocon um, and some of the drama between them. I'd also love to see some maybe behind-the-scenes footage of maybe Pierre Gasly talking to the team um, coming on about it next year. I think that would be really interesting, kind of like what we saw with George Russell – um, kind of going into spa and like if he performed well, then he was going to come join Mercedes. Like that was actually really cool to see. So um, yeah, I'd love to see that in that episode. I think it kind of fits the, fits the title part of my French, Pierre Gasly being French. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And true. also Alonso going to Aston Martin, maybe seeing some. Yeah.
0: Somewhere here they have to fit in Sebastian Vettel retiring as well, because that's yeah, exactly. what kicked off the whole silly season. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping that it's probably in the last episode, Abu Dhabi. It's also called End of the Road. So it's literally right. Sebastian Vettel's End of the Road. Yeah. So I think that's probably going to be a bit of Vettel in that too. But we'll see how they mix it in, I guess. I think that's – they didn't talk about Kimmy's retirement. I know that's something I mentioned last year. Um, there's no way they're skipping over Vettel though. No way. No way. Okay, good. I'm glad we agree on that. Okay, so this one seems pretty obvious. Nice guys finish last. Everyone's favorite, Danny Ricciardo. Oh, oh, what? Nice guys finish last? <laughs> you think it's going to be about Yuki?
1: Yeah. Oh, my bad, dude. I'm looking at the You're next one. You're already looking ahead? Alpha, <laughs> male. Alpha male. My <laughs> Not, bad. Okay, well, nice guys finish last. Yes, yeah, Danny Ricardo.
0: Yes. For sure. The picture was Daniel and... I don't even think we needed a picture to know that you know they're gonna talk about Daniel Ricciardo at some point, and nice guys finish last. That they're basically just sums them up, sums him up perfectly. I couldn't have thought of a better a better title myself. Speak much, um, but it's gonna be a sad one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this would be a really sad episode. Uh, last year's with Ricciardo struggles, super super sad. Um, hoping this year that, you know, he was going to find something in the car, new regulations, kind of gives a bit of hope. And maybe they'll, they'll maybe like do that at the start, like give the viewers a bit of hope for Ricardo and his new team and, or not new team, but new car. And yeah, to see the, see the Grand Prix winner just kind of fall and fall out of the love of the game. And yeah, it will be sad for sure. But I think it also that- helps that, the next episode is Alpha Male, so I think that one's the Yuki Pierre, where this one's the really sad. So you're getting like super sad Daniel Ricard episode, then go into like it's gonna be my favorite episode, just Yuki and Gastly connection, <laughs> just it's hilarious shit
0: shithousery with Yuki yeah. yeah, Okay, that's funny because that's basically exactly what I wrote. We can go right into that. Uh, I literally just wrote down more Yuki Sonoda fun times. I think that's it's just literally <laughs> gonna be just like probably a bit of like the fact that they kind of struggled. Um, and Pierre particularly had a bad season. Um, but I feel like it's also just going to be loaded with just like, they were probably like the funniest pairing as a team last year, just like some of the shit that they were doing. Uh, so hopefully we just get a whole bunch of behind the scenes of them just screwing around because it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. I, it's going to be such a funny episode. I love Yuki, man. And <laughs> yeah, see, maybe might be a bit sad, too, because maybe you're seeing that they're going to show the bit of the end of the road, or maybe they'll show the pure Gasly signing to Elkin. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, that one,
0: there's probably a bit of seriousness to it. It's probably not going to be, like, all just them screwing around, but hopefully it's most of that, because I think everyone just loves that. Um, So, now we're on to the last two, and I find usually the last two episodes, at least how it's been the past few years, they've been pretty much the very end of the season. Mm -hmm. Especially the last one, because there's always an Abu Dhabi episode. Um, So, over the limit. I wasn't quite sure what this was, but it was a picture of Christian Horner, and I was like, over the limit, well, probably budget cap stuff, I guess. Um, Do you think this could be anything else? Who else went over the limit this year?
1: Wasn't it just Aston Martin with a couple, like, small...
0: Well, I didn't mean the literal limit. Like, you know, like the, oh, the title is usually like a metaphor for something. Like who else yeah. sort of would over the limit? Lance
1: Stroll when he was moving <laughs> <leading> metal <laughs> off the... <laughs> yeah. Could be. Uh, I, yeah, I don't see anything. Maybe just Max's dominance and then go right into the failure or the, the collapse of the budget cap at Red Bull and some of that drama. Uh, yeah, because at some dope.
0: point you'd think that they would talk about his championship too, but yeah, past seasons yes. of Drive to Survive when it's been dominant, like when Lewis just like dominated, they didn't even really go into the title fight.
1: No, they clip it like, Lewis Hamilton wins and then they go into a team, you know? It <laughs> never really showed it.
0: Hopefully they get the actual race winner right this year, right? Remember yeah. uh, the and, Valtteri one wins the sp- or like, Max wins the sprint. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean it could just be the Red Bull over the budget. You could do a whole episode on that all the principals yeah. talking about it, the drama behind the scenes uh, with FIA. So that's all I see of it. I don't see much if, else.
0: If I had to predict though, I think this is where we're going to see the, the Max and Perez stuff from Brazil. Um, True. But we'll see that, that that's just what I'm going to go with, but I could definitely see it being in the hot seat episode as well. Um, especially if it's like, if the crew is with Red Bull, then they absolutely could be doing it then as well. Um, so... We've been talking for a while, man, and now it's almost our end of the road. Uh, what What do you nice think transition. this episode's going to be about?
1: Yeah, um, it's got to be Vettel. They have to. I can't see them pulling a, a Kimmy here and not including him. So yeah, Vettel. Anyone else
0: focus on the big fight for P two and the driver standings?
1: You know what? I don't I don't know if I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before you say what you're going to say, did you care at all about that?
1: I mean, a little bit. I I, I okay. like Leclerc, but I also was... I mean, not just because of Red Bull, but I thought it would have been really cool for Perez to get it.
0: Well, I just said at the end of last year that it seemed like F1 was really trying to push the importance of that fight. And even like Leclerc and Perez were like, we're going for P2. And I was like... Who cares? Like I don't I don't yeah. see like I don't know why it mattered so
1: much, but anyway. Say what you're gonna just say. Just at the about... finale of last year. They need something to you know yeah. Yeah. get the viewers in. But yeah, anyways. Um, end of the Road. I think this could potentially also be related to Lewis Hamilton a little bit. Um you know, just not not winning a race in one year for the first time. Uh, after just years and years of dominance. Um, as they're focusing on Vettel kind of retiring, I feel like they might kind of put Lewis in there and just the struggles with the team and himself that obviously he's getting older. Was he 36 37? seven? Um, maybe he's thinking about that, but as we know, he's obviously still in and he's going to keep, keep going, but there had to have been some kind of reflection of it last year.
0: Yeah. Do you think we're gonna to see uh, Toto in a black turtleneck calling out the rest of the grid again this
1: year or what? <laughs> I don't think he's in any position to do that now, so <laughs> next we'll year see. everyone's gotta
0: look out for us. Yeah, <laughs> By twenty twenty six a target's on your back. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah. That's what he said, right. I, I butchered the quote, it's like everyone's got a target on their back next year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Well, I think it's definitely going to be Sebastian Vettel. He's just Kimi, like you said last year. I don't even know. If, I don't know if you even remember this, but you're like this guy doesn't really have a lot of personality. Um, so that's probably why they didn't do it. Where you know Vettel's extremely likable, like you said. So um, I think just the theatrics that Vettel had, also compared to Kimi, who just retired during his race and was like peace. Um, I think just makes for a better episode. So yep i definitely see some battle stuff in there i think they'll probably just for some action push the p2 fight um but again like i said i don't really care about that and then yeah i didn't see mercedes showing up in this episode though to be honest and i could see it now that you know they get lewis to talk a lot he's obviously kind of a polarizing figure on the show as well so i wouldn't be surprised if they bring him in or at least like Make an element of him in this episode. So, I one last sure. thing I
1: can see with the episode is uh, Bonato obviously leaving Ferrari. Obviously, that was later on in the year, but they had lots of time yes. to include that. All the and... team
0: principal stuff was kind of crazy, but were they done filming at that point? Because th- all this stuff happened
1: in like over the winter. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But obviously, in hindsight, you know what happens. I think you can just. Throw in, uh, what's the guy's name that does the commentary and all the F1 guy? Yeah, Buxton. Buxton just goes in there and just talks about Bonato and the failure and him leaving 100% what happened.
0: So Ferrari fires Bonato. They need to hire a new team principal. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just laying it so simply.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah i don't know i guess we'll see like they could easily do i know what they've done in the past is like they just do that little like twitter sound and then they show like a tweet of like somebody yeah, announcing like breaking news like they could easily just do that and then just get buxton into to talk about it i guess but i guess we'll see man yeah okay, look i'm forward to watching or
1: what for sure thursday yeah yeah i think friday yeah,
0: super pumped friday okay. i think it's friday the 24th all right, well, I got to book the weekend know. off. Maybe, maybe I don't know my days either. <laughs> I think it's Friday. Okay. Um so it's, it's going to be tough. We also got to watch The Last of Us too. So uh, uh, we got to bi- we got to binge Drive to Survive while this is going on and still make time for Hogwarts Legacy. It's it's a tough time right now.
1: Real tough times. Real <laughs> tough times. Week <laughs> off school.
0: Yeah, man. Yep. As well That's as preseason well,
1: testing the week after, so lots to look forward to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's hard to not like take a lot from preseason testing, but I feel like everyone always overreacts after they watch it. Um, Mm -hmm. People are going to be like, they're going to see McLaren in eighth and go like, they're going to finish eighth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or I mean,
0: those crazy people that make those predictions.
1: Yeah. I don't even think (laughs) we're going to see the actual Red Bull till the first test of the race.
0: It's
1: a real possibility but,
0: but yeah, yeah man we've gone over an hour i did not expect to talk that long it's a very long
1: time I'm P8. Uh,
0: yeah appreciate your time though man
1: <laughs> yeah thanks for having me
0: so what a great conversation with shaq it ran ran quite long uh this will be my first ever podcast going over an hour But since we're talking firsts, I think it would be only right to mention next week for the first time on Break Bias, I'm going to be having two guests on the pod and they're actually guys who run their own podcast. Um, You'll see which podcast they are from come next week. But that's all I'll say. We have a lot planned for you guys, and it's going to be such a fun episode. So tune in for that. But that's going to do it for the 42nd episode of Break Bias, the Gabrielle Tarkini episode, of course. I'm your host, Brad Kramer, and I'll be back next week for an extra, extra special episode of Break Bias where we break down preseason testing and go over our predictions, and you'll see. That's all I'll say. Now, goodbye.